This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Thursday edition of uh, Invest Talk. It is August 2nd. Okay, summer is still here, but it's moving by really, really fast. But it's not over. It's not over. There's still time to enjoy many of your favorite summertime activities. Make sure you get to the beach if you're on the coasts. Make sure you get to the mountains if you're hot. Do something. Have fun. I also hope you will continue to listen to the show every weekday here or listen on demand from our podcast page on investtalk.com. I'm Steve Peasley, and I suspect that many of our regular listeners have also explored investtalk.com. There is a treasure of a treasury, treasury of pertinent, instructive financial investing information there. It's a lot. There's a lot. Justin and I would certainly appreciate it if you go to investtalk.com and then spread the word on the radio about the radio program, the podcast, and our website to your friends and family and anybody else that you might have an interest. Anyways, we well, there is certainly plenty of financial news out today, but the big headline story is, of course, the fact that to Apple obtained a market cap of a trillion dollars. Matter of fact, a trillion, 19 billion. It was where it ended today. A trillion dollars. T, trillion. So you might be wondering, had you invested $1,000 in Apple stock 10 years back? And by the way, that's about the day about when we bought Apple for our clients. We've had it that long. Um, what, how much would it be worth today? Have you done that? Would it be worth that? What, what I have, I would have to take a look. I'll tell you in a few minutes, actually. And we'll play a numbers game that will test your fantasy factor about how much money is a lot of money. How much is a lot? But first, let's make you a part of the show, as we always do. Here comes a question. A caller left on the Anytime listener line earlier today, 888-99-CHART. Hey, Steve. Hey, Justin. This is William from Long Beach giving you a call. I'm a regular podcast listener. Just wanted to get some feedback from you guys on what's happening this week with some of the the high growth tech stocks. I know that listening to the show earlier in the week, Justin was um, just downright giddy about how excited he was that the, the FANG stocks were done, that trade was over. Um, he was calling for, I think, Facebook to go down another 50%. Last time I checked, looks like Apple is, – is Apple one of the FANG stocks? Um, yeah, I think it is. I think they're doing pretty well. looks like Facebook, Netflix, um, they've all been up since that, that little bit of a, a hiccup that they had. And um, seems like they're all back on track and, and going higher. Oh, and by the way, how is that, uh, that short on Tesla working out for Steve? because um looks like they're up pretty strongly once again today. So just thought I'd check in with you guys. Um, seems like you're still missing the boat on, on all of these stocks. So I'd like to get your opinion. I'll listen to the show. Thanks very much. Well, that was a little sarcastic, but I don't mind answering that kind of question. I really don't. Obviously, the FANG stocks have fallen 9% if you're going to group them together from their high in like three or four days. 
So that's why, you know, and they're growth stocks, generally speaking, high growth stocks, but even though they're very large. And generally speaking, we are value investors. So we like the rotation from growth to value. We think we'll benefit our clients much more. By the way, we've owned Apple. We, you know, there's nothing wrong with the FANG stocks. It's just that they got, they're very way, way ahead of themselves as far as valuations. And Tesla, we've done quite well with. Thank you very much. Uh, you know, we've uh, shorted it and we took some profits a little while back and is starting to move down again. Had a good day today. But did you see the numbers? They lost how much money? Did you pay attention to how much money they're losing? You know, uh, so I'm not too too concerned about. I'm not too concerned about. It. I, as I said before, I think that uh, Tesla is a great car. I think that I think Tesla is going to be one of the bigger car companies eventually. But it may not be with the current stockholders. That's what I'm saying, because it's so in debt. It's going to be a, have a hard time hard time getting out of it. I'm not as negative on it as probably Justin is, but I'm fairly negative on it. On the company, on the stock, on the valuations. So we like value stocks. You know, and growth has worked so long, we're, we've been looking for the turn, and it feel, feels like we might be seeing the turn this year. It seems like it. We'll know better by the end of the year, but we'll see. And Appreciate the call. Thank you. So Apple reached a trillion dollars today, right? A trillion dollars. And as I said, we own Apple in our one, you know, one or two of our managed accounts. And you know, one trillion dollars is a number one followed by 12 zeros. That's a trillion. And there's only been one other company that's gotten, gotten to this point. Now it's PetroChina back in 2007 got to a trillion dollars. Okay. The, the question is not that Apple's at a trillion dollars. The question is, is it worth more? Is it going to be higher? And frankly, I, I think it is. That's going to be one of my talking points today. I'm going to talk about that. But trying to put the in perspective, a one followed by six zeros is a million dollars. A one followed by nine zeros is a billion dollars. A one followed by 12 zeros is a trillion dollars. Now, newsmakers and politicians throw the word billion around like it was nothing. When in fact, a billion is the same as saying $1,000 million. That's a lot of money. Get this. A trillion is saying $1,000 billion. Most of the countries in the world are not worth a trillion dollars. Countries, entire countries. And Apple is worth that much. Now, it's probably safe to say that no one needs a billion dollars in their retirement account, and certainly no one needs a trillion dollars in their nest egg. No one needs it. If you want to play the fantasy game a bit more, the official uh, Webster table of numbers delineates the big number progression as follows. It's a million, then a billion, then a trillion, then a quadrillion, then a quintillion, then a sextillion, then a septillion. And so on. It goes further than that. To give you an idea of how much money that is, you know Jeff, who Jeff Bezos is, right? Amazon. If he spent 
$28 million a day, his wealth would not be added to. In other words, he'd still have the same amount of money if he spent $28 million a day. That's how wealthy that, and that's what that means. You know, th those numbers are meaningless when they get up to the quadrillions and billions and trillions, right? But it's hard to imagine or understand what that is. Now, as you know, Justin and I are here always available to help you get your investment portfolio in order. So we want to go back to reality. Now, uh, had you invested $1,000 in Apple, by the way, 10 years ago and left it alone, how much do you think it would be worth? $9,222. Oh, nine times as much, including price appreciation, but excluding dividends. So that's just a good lesson in long-term investing, really. So I want to say hello to our friends and Invest Talk and listeners in Northern California. It is official. I will be returning to San Jose. I will on August 29th. I'll be happy to sit down with you to review your portfolio. There's no cost. First register at investtalk.com. you got to save a time slot. Okay? But now the lines are open. 888-99-CHART. Welcome to August. Thanks for listening to Invest Talk. Have you subscribed to the Invest Talk podcast at iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play? Please do. Then listen, rate, and review. This helps us improve our Invest Talk programming. And now, Steve's here and he's taking your calls live. 888 99 Chart. 888 992 4278. Hi, Noel. How you doing? I'm doing good, Steve. Um... I'm a happy owner of AAPL. Good for you. Me too. Yeah. And I think you said you were an Apple owner at one time. Anyhow, I... I, am. I, um, I still... We still are. I, I just had to... Ch pardon? I, we still own it in our management... Well, it's not all our managed accounts, but a couple of our managed accounts. We still own Apple. We've owned, we've owned it for 10 years. Yeah. Uh, what was... I missed that. I didn't have the radio up loud enough. You said... Uh, $10,000 invested in Apple back would be worth how much now? 1,010 years ago would be worth $9,222.50 today. 1,010 oh, okay. years ago. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's, that's as good as a high-flying uh, mutual fund, I guess. Yeah. I think it's got a ways to go. I don't think it's done. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't think so either. Anyhow, I, I couldn't help but chime in because of course, you heard it as well. I heard uh, uh, Bank of America's comment on Apple was that we should short it. And my thought immediately was, well, I'm not going to short my Apple stock. If I was going to short something, I would short Bank of America before I'd ever short <laughs> Apple. <laughs> but anyhow. Yeah, well, I, I can't. Why would you want to short? Why would anybody recommend? Yeah, these are experts, too. Uh, uh, no, why would you short a company that's making so much money? I wouldn't short Amazon, Apple. I wouldn't short any company that makes lots and lots of money, even though, you know, it makes no sense. I understand they think it's overvalued, but why not short something that doesn't make any money and has never made money? Like <laughs> Yeah, that, that makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, I, I, I was going through some stuff on, that's been laying around, and I came across this sheet. I'm not sure quite why. I kept it, but it's uh, 
Saturday, Sunday edition of the Wall Street Journal. It's uh, August 5th and 6th of 2017. And it uh-huh. says on page B5, why it's time to dump Apple, it says. And uh, <laughs> the expert goes on to talk about it, Colin Barr. I don't know who he is, B-A-R-R. And uh, why yeah. you should <laughs> dump, it's time to dump your Apple yeah. stock. Yeah, Apple is one of those stocks I think you can hold on for many, 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 many years. Yeah, it's going to, no, no doubt it's going to get overvalued. You know, it's it, it's going to be a point where you go, oh, gee, that's expensive compared to its earnings. Yeah, but you can say that about a lot of good stocks. But when you get out, then how do you get back in? And now you got to pay capital gains if it's a taxable account. Why would you want to do that? Yeah, it's like core holding in my mind. Core holding. Appreciate the call, Noel. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Now, what's our feature talking point today? Should you max out your 401k contributions in 2018? Now, in certain circumstances, you know, achieving your financial goals might be possible without maxing out your 401k. But is it a smart thing to do? We'll talk about that. Some of the other topics I have on schedule. One I didn't get to yesterday, and that was uh, financial forecasts that may not happen. I think we should talk about that. I wanted to talk about Apple in a little bit different way. Everybody's talking about, you know, it got, went up, great earnings report and stuff. But what's going to be the driver of the future? I don't necessarily think it's the phone. I want to talk about that. And why the U.S.-China trade deficit is so huge. We've talked about this, touched on this before. And why we're, we're I don't know if we can really do much about it. You know, I, I think we can make it better, but I don't think we can fix it to nothing. Well, I'll explain why. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and you may have noticed that we get plenty of specific stock questions on the program each day, and that's fine. But I can also help promote the understanding of various investing definitions and topics and strategies, that kind of thing. So get your questions in. All types of questions are welcome. 888-99-CHART. If there's ever a moment when you question how well your portfolio is doing or could be doing, it might be smart to make time to look into the various investment strategy programs available to clients of KPP Financial. It's easy. Just click on the investment programs link at investtalk.com. And now we are taking your financial and investment questions live. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. 888-992-4278. So, some of the things that I think we, you know, I briefly touched on the end of the show last, yesterday, but I wanted to get a little bit deeper. Um, some of the for, financial forecasts that may not happen, and these are typical forecasts that, you know, probably will come true, like stocks will revert to their average historical values because they're above it now. Well, that's true. They probably will. Matter of fact, they may go below because that's normal. But no one knows the timing. It could take years. And what is the new, is there a new normal? Uh, yeah, no, you know, maybe there is. I can't tell you. I can just tell you historical norms. So is that forecast going to happen? Well, I think the odds are pretty good that it will. But no one knows the timing. Interest rates are heading higher. Another 
forecast. Yeah, well, the Federal Reserve said they were. They're going to push interest rates higher. But are they going to return to 8, 9, 10% that they were? No, because they're driven, there will be inflation that will come, and the Federal Reserve will kill inflation by raising rates really fast and causing the economy to shrink. So are, are we looking at long-term higher, higher rates? Well, long-term, 10, 20, 30 years, maybe higher, because interest rates are a long cycle, about a 30-year cycle. Go back and check your history. 30-year cycle, and we, are, we were at the low of the cycle a couple years ago. Now we're starting to ease up. Go on up. Inflation is coming back. Our long-term inflation is like around 3%. What is it right now? Around 2%. What does it mean? What does it mean when someone, you see that in the news, inflation is coming. What does that mean? See, I, I don't know if we're going to see a lot of inflation. Because the Fed's raising rates now. So that will slow down the economy eventually. How fast they raise it. See, I, you know, no one... All these kind of financial prognostications, you know, all of them can, are probably true. But it really doesn't help you today or what you should do as an investor. You know, is it something that you should react to because that's good might happen in the future? No. You look at your, your, your own portfolio. You make sure it's well diversified. You make sure you have good, solid companies that grow. You know, and, and not worry about so much everything else. Try to understand how the economic cycle works. But, you know, don't get into the minutiae of things. Like, I think it, the economy is going to sink tomorrow. Therefore, I'm going to get out of my socks today. How do you know? No one knows. I don't know. The experts don't know. So don't believe them. Okay? Anyways, that, that's, 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 we're going we're gonna to talk about more of that as time goes by because we are headed toward the next recession. I can say that with the utmost confidence. What I can't say with very much confidence is when. I can't. I, I have my own ideas, but, you know, I'm just making an educated guess. That's it. There is no reason to allow any of your financial investment questions to go unanswered after today's program ends. Any time, night or day, you can call Invest Talk, the listener line, and submit your question. Now, here's a call that came in earlier at 888-99-CHART. Hi, my name is Elias from Danville. I have an IRA set up and several, it's actually allocated to several different um, index funds. I was looking at adding a few more. One of them is M as in monkey, C as in cat, H as in hat, F as in Frank, X as in x-ray. Uh, trying to get some diversification and seeing what your opinion is on that, as well as um, another index fund, M as in monkey, I as in igloo, N as in Nancy, D as in dog, X as in x-ray. Thanks. I'll listen in on the podcast. Okay, well, the first one is the Matthews China Fund, and the other one is the Matthews India Fund, the two that you gave me. And they definitely would diversify your portfolio. Um, the Matthews China Fund, which is the MCHFX, have you noticed that all mutual funds end with an X? That's how you can tell it's a mutual fund. Five symbols ending with an X. Now, the China Fund has had some problems because China's had some problems. Matter of fact, India also 
outside the United States, some mini markets are not doing well this year. So, you know, that's okay. That doesn't mean you shouldn't diversify into them. That Matthews China Fund is a four-star Morningstar fund, so it's 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 highly rated, and therefore it would be good as a diversifier of your portfolio. But I will say this: you know, if our market goes down, very often every other market goes down. You know, so if other markets go up, our market doesn't necessarily go up. <laughs> so it kind of acts our market acts a little bit independently. But those are two good solid. Uh, uh, country funds, they are. And Matthews is a good fund family. Tomorrow on Talk, four factors that determine your financial success. Financial planning can be very complicated, but you gotta balance everything, right? Balance information and changes in your life. Well, I'm gonna break it down tomorrow. I'll get more into that. I'm Steve Peasley. I'm at my desk and ready to take your questions now at 888-99-CHART. Our podcast continues on next. It may be hard to believe, but the average 401k investor misses out on over $5,000 per year in investment gains. How come? Poor timing and subpar fund choices. That's the big challenge that is being met now with active 401k. The typical 401k plan has limited choices. People don't know what to do, and that's exactly why Active 401k was devised. It may be just what you've needed. It ranks your current options within your current employer's plan, and then all you do is log in and make the changes. You'll be told exactly what to buy, what percentages, and what funds. This program is offered by invitation to KPP clients and limited number of our listeners, too. And if you'd like to see more about it, just go to investtalk.com and click on the Investments tab and then look for Active 401k. Now let's get back to our podcast. Invest Talk is made possible by KPP Financial, where Principal Steve Peasley has renewed his limited time offer of a free portfolio review conducted during in-person appointments in San Jose. The date will be August 29th, but you must register and please do so soon at investtalk.com. Do you want to speak with Steve? He's here now and he's taking your calls. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. So should you max out your 401k every year for this year and so on and so forth forever? And in general, I'm going to tell you that you should. So is there a situation where it doesn't make sense? Now remember what the max limit is, first of all. It's $18,500. And your employer can max, max that up to $18,500 if they wanted to. Okay, so that's the max when I talk about maxing out. And if you did that for 30 years, just you, not your employee and not matching, the account, your account would be worth $1.75 million at a 7% return. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's a good idea to max it out. But it's not, there's a, there could be situations where strategically maybe you do not want to do it. But they're pretty hard to imagine, okay? Uh, but, you know, there are times maybe you want to, 
increase your Roth contributions and you don't have enough money to put 18500 away. And therefore, you may want to put some money into your Roth. Because I really like the idea of having both a Roth and a regular retirement account. Okay? And, and there's for, and for specific tax reasons in retirement is why I like it. You know, so I can see maybe there be a situation where you don't want to max it out, even if you could. You know, the employer doesn't match and you want to put it in another type of retirement account. I could see that. I could, I could see that. But generally speaking, yeah, max out your, your 401k, generally speaking, if you can, if you have the money, if you can afford it. Our anytime listener line, 888-99-CHART, is the investor's friend. You can get your questions in. We'll get answers for you, I promise. May not be the right answers, but they'll be good answers. Here's a question that came in earlier. Hi, Steve and Justin. This is Larry in San Mateo. I have a question about the cumulative advanced decline line for the NYSE. In previous bear markets, going back to the 1960s up to 2008, when the cumulative advanced decline line for the NYSE lags the NYSE index, a bear market occurs anywhere from six months to 18 months later. The rationale makes sense to me because the breadth of the NYSE deteriorates before the NYSE index goes down. Does this make sense to you? Looking forward to your answer. Thanks. Yeah, there's a number, and that's one of them. There's a number of indicators, relative strength indicator. That's the RSI indicator he's talking about of the entire New York Stock Exchange. And he's saying that the strength of the market is starting to weaken before it actually sees the weakness happen. You also can see that in uh, other indicators. I like on-balance volume. On-balance volume tends to do that. I, which I, I keep an eye on too. Another uh, strong indicator of the future direction of the market is the bond market itself. But yeah, I do think the advanced decline, and advanced decline is nothing more, you can look it up in Investopedia.com, by the way, get a definition. But it's it's comparing the advancing stocks with the declining stocks. It's, it, it's looking at that re relationship so obviously, you can have more stocks going down than going up, and the market's still going up, because the the what of the stocks going up are going up much higher than the broader stocks going down much slower. Therefore, the advanced decline line would be going down, but the index are going up, especially this day and age with the Fang stocks, Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, and Google, because they are so large a portion. I mean, Apple at a trillion-dollar market cap. They're so large, they kind of drive the indexes, or they tend to drive the index. They go up, the index tends to go up. They go down, the index tends to go down. So you have a little strangeness going on there when you're talking about advanced decline, too. So it's always difficult. You're not going to find any magic bullet to tell you where the market's going to go and over what period of time. It won't. There is no such thing. I've been studying it way too long and know that it's not true. There's nothing that's consistently 
no, I don't want to say that. There are things that are pretty consistent that are precursors, but there's no way of knowing when. Three months from now, next week, a year from now, you just don't, you can't, you can't do that kind of prediction. Let's go to Cherie in San Mateo. How you doing, Cherie? I'm doing good, Steve. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you. I have a question on 401k. Uh, so I just, uh -huh. I was uh, listening to uh, your earlier conversation on uh, either maxing out uh, is worth it uh, or sometimes do you need uh -huh. to not max out. So I just joined my uh -huh. company six months back. And uh, so I think the year is going to be, uh, should, do you think is it worth it for me to max out by this year end? Uh, well, it's worth it because you get to deduct $18,500 from your adjusted gross income and you don't have to pay income tax on it if you have, if you're a higher income tax guy and you don't want to pay as much tax. And yeah, that would be a good way. But, you know, you might want to be a bit more conservative in your choices of what you invest in. Well, you know, maybe move to the value well, because, side uh, of the market. So my company matches up to 50%. Uh, so that's why I think it, it might be worth it. Uh, oh, yeah. It's been a really oh, yeah. Actually, it's not six months. It's only been three months since I joined. So in a couple more I months, would max uh, it out. They're... I don't know if I will. Are, are, you, are you saying that they're going to give you 50% on every dollar that you put in? Yes, correct. Yes. I would put in so as much, in as close to that max. <laughs> yeah, that's free money. Heck, yeah. Yeah, Sheree, I would definitely yeah. try to get all the money from them I could. That's free money. Yeah. But I think the vested period is, uh, is three years. So. Yeah. So I'm not sure. Yeah. I, don't, I think if you're going to get free money, you do it no matter what. There's no doubt in my mind. I would try to max it out. It's difficult because maybe, you know, 18500 is a lot of money. You might need it. You know, especially in the, uh, you're in San Mateo, especially if you're trying to buy a house up there. <laughs> you know, it's very expensive. Sherry, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. New listeners to Invest Talk may not realize that KPB Financial has been producing this program for more than 20 years. And Justin and I are glad to continue making this investment because it makes us a reliable go-to source for you, for our investors, for our clients, for you, the public. We also know that some of you will recognize that our training experience can be brought to your table to help you maximize earnings, strategy, or your portfolio. We try to do that. That's what it's all about. So I think it's a win-win situation. Good for me. Good for my business. I'm trying to market my company. And I'm trying to give you information. So it's good for you. Free information. I'm not. It's not an infomercial, you know. So if you want us to take a look at your portfolio, be happy to do that. We want to do that. Feel free to call our office, our data point offices, anytime you want. You know, you can, but but in the numbers, you know, you can call and leave a message at the same number. You can call and leave your question, and that is 888-99-CHART. Invest Talk is broadcast on radio in the San Francisco Bay Area and simultaneously streamed live at investtalk.com each weekday afternoon between 4 and 5. So please tell your friends. And for friends and family members who might benefit from a no-cost portfolio review, let them know that InvestTalk's Steve Peasley will be returning to San Jose for limited availability appointments on August 29th. 
Steve can help make sure their portfolio or your portfolio remains in line with a sensible long-term asset allocation strategy and risk tolerance. Mark your calendar August 29th, then register through the portfolio review page at investtalk.com. Now, Steve is here, the phone lines are open, and he's taking your questions. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Okay. You know, we're in the news everywhere. The talk is about the trade war, right? And we are increasing tariffs on China again. So, okay. But, you know, we're never, ever going to get to a zero-sum game with China. It's not going to happen. You know, we might get closer, but, and I, I think I think that we need to fight for our companies and for a fairer trade. I'm not even arguing that. What I'm arguing is, from China alone, we buy $167 billion worth of stuff, okay, from them. Just that, just, com- I'm talking, I'm sorry. Computers and electronics, 167 billion. Just that alone, computers and electronics, 167 billion dollars. We export to them 10, 20, 30, about 40 billion dollars worth of stuff. How, how, how are we ever going to get up to matching just one part? You add all the other stuff, it's 375 billion dollars per year per year of a deficit with China. How, how is that possible? We, we don't make enough stuff right now that they could buy. I, I mean, we can get fairer, but I can't see it happening for years and years, if at all. But can happen is we can stop buying stuff from them because it gets more and more expensive. And that's, of course, what the terrorists would do, and they would stop buying stuff from us. And there you go, there's a trade war. But, you know, it's we buy stuff from them because it's inexpensive. But you have to look at their economy. Things, costs of producing goods in China have been rising for years, and it's going to continue to rise, and it will make us more competitive with them. But their tariffs are kind of unfair, for us wanting to export whatever we want to export to them. I mean, the, the, and it's unfair for most of the countries. Uh, uh, for instance, we, we charge 2% on imported cars from Europe and Germany, and I think they, they put a 25% tariff on our car. Why? See, I, I can see it being fair, but I can't ever see it where we can... Uh, compete on a one-to-one basis with China as much stuff as we import from them and we export from here. It's just hard to believe that that maybe someday, but it's going to take years and years and a lot of hard work, a lot of hard work to get this to be that way. Let's get to another caller. We took time to leave their questions. Who took time to leave their questions with us uh, and our anytime listener line? The same number, 888-99-CHART. Hello. I was um, thinking about purchasing some Illumina Limited, A-W-C-M-Y, and I would like to know your guys' opinion on it. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Okay. 
uh, uh, AWCMY. I'm not pulling up anything on a chart on that. Uh, A W C M Y. Okay, I, I got a chart. A W C M Y. Yeah, I, I got it. Alumina Limited. I got it on a chart. Uh, a chart, but it's not coming up. Interesting. Okay, uh, probably. You know that Y at the end? That means it's foreign. I'm just trying to figure out where it's coming from. I'm getting a chart of it, but I'm not getting any fundamentals. Uh, it's a low price stock, $8.35. Uh, pretty low volume, only 10,500 shares traded. So that's probably why it would be considered a, 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 a very small company, very high risk company. And I probably would not get into the industrial metals at this point. I don't think it's a good investment at this point. So I'm assuming Illumina Limited is somehow related to Illumina. I'm going to try Illumina. Uh, I'm going to try it in a different way. Bear with me. C-M-Y. Nope. Still not coming. So I don't have much information. Sorry, I can't be much help with you. I can probably look it up in, in other software and find more out about it. But... Just so you know, any symbol ending with a Y, remember I told you any five-letter five symbol ending with an X is a mutual fund? Any symbol ending with a Y indicates foreign. No, I'm not foreign. I'm sorry. F is a foreign. Y is something. I'm trying to remember what a Y is. F is foreign. That's what am I thinking? There's something about it. Uh, maybe it's traded on the pink sheets. Might not be traded on... Uh, yes, it looks like it's over-the-counter... I would not consider buying this stock, not not because of any fundamental reasons, more because it's a penny stock traded on the pink sheets, even though it's eight dollars and thirty-five cents. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't do it. Okay, uh, we don't have a time right now, but we do. We will after the break for you. We got about ten minutes left, everybody. This is Thursday, Thursday Invest Talk program. And, we, and we're going to be uploading it to the archive as we do every day. So you can listen to it on a podcast if you want to right after the show. But you got 10 minutes left. You can still call live right now. 888-99-CHART. On the next Invest Talk, four factors that determine your financial success. That's tomorrow. But now, Steve is here, he's ready, and he's waiting for your calls. 888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve. My name is Gary. I would like to know your opinion of Netflix and what the valuation is going forward. Is it a good time to buy some more shares, or do you think it'll go down a little before that? Thank you very much, and I'll listen on the podcast. Okay, thanks for everything. Take care. Bye. Now, your problem is valuation. Netflix is very, very overvalued. It's trading at 155 PE right now. They're going to make $2.69 this year. That's the estimate. And that's up 100% from last year. And then up another 60% next year to $4.37. But even at $4.37, it's $344 stock. So it's very expensive. Now, why is it very expensive? Because the growth rate is so high. But it makes for a very difficult valuation to try to figure out what is it really worth. 
This is a growth stock. Sales growth are 40% in the last two quarters. Now, the stock has fallen from $420 at the beginning of um, about in the middle of July to $344 now. So could this be a good buy point? It could be if you're looking at just pure momentum type of a stock. But evaluation is very, very difficult. It's part of the FANG stocks. Um, I, I, I'm hesitant to tell you what I think it's worth because I think it's worth probably no more than $80, $90, and it's 344 How am I getting that? Okay. Could I get a higher valuation? Yes. But I'm using, you know, 20, 25 PE, and I'm giving it a pretty generous P because of the high growth. Could it? Does it deserve a higher P? Okay, let's give it, get it a give it a 40 PE. That means it's a $160 stock based on next year's earnings, and it's 344. It's very difficult. I, I I think it's overpriced. I'd rather see you buy Apple. I don't think Apple's nearly overpriced, or even Google. You know, they're paying stocks too. I don't think they're nearly as overpriced as Netflix. And does Netflix deserve that kind of multiple? A tough question. I don't think it does, but I'm a value investor. I'm not a growth investor. I do like growth. Don't get me wrong, but I need I like growth at a reasonable price. That's me. And speaking of Apple, I wanted to talk about it. Remember, the market was mixed today. I don't think we even got to that. The Dow was down eight. The Nasdaq was up 95, and the S&P was up 14. Well, Apple was one of the reasons why the market was up. It had a really good earnings report last night. Uh, and the stock rose nicely today. Remember, it's a trillion-dollar company, so it affects the indexes you know, heavily. But I don't want to talk about Apple in the sense that most other people are talking about it. I want to look at one piece of Apple which tells me that I think it's worth more going forward, and that is the services and operating system of Apple. Okay, Apple services... Their revenues for just the service was $9.2 billion in this most recent report. That's a 31% increase over last year. The services of Apple, I think it's going to, that service segment of Apple is going to continue to grow very fast. This is the services for entertainment, home, and car. That kind of, you know, and, and, and the transition from an operating system for the phone to an operating system of life. Okay, how about pay, uh, pay, you know, payment systems? All I think that's where, if you think about it, go back to other tech companies, back to IBM days when I was younger, and you probably don't remember. IBM sold Big Iron. That was it, Big Iron. That, they were the Big Blue. Big Iron meant huge computer, room size, office size computers. That's it. They didn't. They transitioned from Big Iron, selling Big Iron, to a service company, servicing the computers. That transition uh, is going to happen with Apple. It's, it's a natural transition with Apple, I think. IBM had to make an effort to do that, but Apple, I think, you know, they're just naturally going that way. Yeah, they're still going to sell their expensive phones and expensive computers, but it's that service, the growth in the services, the value there that I have the most uh, confidence in. So I still like Apple at this price. 
Yeah, it could have fall, yeah. But I still think it's going to be worth more money in the future. That completes another worthwhile investor program. I hope it's worthwhile for you anyway. Driven again by your questions. Remember, if you want to replay any or all of today's program, you can do so on demand from the podcast page on investtalk.com. It's free and waiting there for you. Thanks for listening today, and please come back tomorrow. I'm Steve Peasley, and I'll see you then. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for listeners to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. Steve Peasley and Justin Klein are principals of Klein, Pavlis and Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein, Pavlis and Peasley Financial, which retains all rights. 